Welcome to another edition of the Music City Drive-In, brought to you by Geek Vibe Nation. On today's episode, we're going to announce the winners of the whiskeys. I'm super excited about that. We've had a lot of collaborations between a lot of people. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime co-host and uncut gem stan, Mr. Jacob. How are you? Yes, that's exactly how I want to be announced the rest of the time I'm on the podcast. Forever, huh? Yep. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and you know what? I'm excited to uh, announce that we are also joined live in the studio um, with Film Optics uh, co-host, Christian Ewenberg. How are you? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I don't know. I forgot your name for a minute. It's sorry. all right. It's, everybody does. At least no. I didn't call you Justin, so that's yeah. cool. That's that's true. The first, like, go back to the first episode. I was called Justin. I think I'm still Justin in his phone. You are. It's Jacob and then a, a apostrophe Justin in my phone. So oh it's exciting. God. We've had a lot of people uh, pitch in. We did. We announced who was going to announce the nominees. And then for the winners, I reached out to several other individuals. And we've got an interesting list. Um, we wrote down before the show started who won and who didn't win. Um, first off, I want to cover everybody that was a part of the voting. Obviously, uh, Christian was. Obviously, Jacob was. You can follow Christian at Uhlenberger, uh 7 It's Burger. Oh, yeah, I said Berg, didn't I? I feel bad now. See, I didn't. See, there you go. I didn't mess just just your name up. Uh, I actually see Kalina. Follow her at Shut Up Kalina. Kanan and Dom from GeekVibesNation.com at GeekVibesNation and at King underscore Fish. Brendan Vic from Sobro's Network at Sir Brendan uh, V. And then of course at Sobro Movies. Um, also had um, Amy um, with uh, Films with Amy at Films with Amy uh, on Twitter. Um, and then Hannah from Cinema World as well, and she can be found at Movies and Cats on Twitter. She's a pretty funny as follows. Well, you know her real well, don't you? Yeah, yeah. We uh, do the Cinemania World show together, so it's it's been a lot of fun. Obviously, obviously. It's great. And I'm excited to dive into these awards, and let's go ahead and get into it. Well, Jacob, we already have a, a winner for this. We already announced it, but uh, the Comeback of the Year Award. Um, yeah, so we announced it on our last episode, um, the Comeback Performance of the year, which can go to the movie, the franchise, the director, actor, actress, whoever involved, um, they kind of hit a rough patch and has made their way back into the light. Uh, I think it's clearly that that's Shia LaBeouf this year. Um, I mean, he just did an incredible job with a movie about his life and really let everyone into kind of what he's been going through. And uh, I don't think there's anyone else that I could have even thought of for this award. Yeah, I don't disagree at all. Like, Shia has had a great year. And it just wasn't with just Honey Boy. Obviously, Honey Boy oh, was yeah. that. But Peanut Butter Falcon, to me, like, that movie was phenomenal. And I loved every second of Peanut Butter Falcon. But Honey Boy, obviously, is, is hands down probably the emotion, most emotional film that I saw this year. And it was just so refreshing and so just wow i've watched that film four times now and it just it's just every time it gets better it gets and better it's, and it's, it's just raw and it's you. real yeah um christian you saw it right yeah yeah i saw it it was uh it was very moving for me it really hit home um i've been planning on seeing it again but there's so many other movies i was trying to catch up on but i definitely as soon as i get a chance to see it second third fifth time you know it'll be there waiting for me all right, what do you got for us next? All right, so we're going to start off uh, the show, and we're going to do the Drive-In Award, which is the movie that needed to be seen in theaters. Um, our five nominees for this one were 1917, Ad Astra, Avengers Endgame, Ford v. Ferrari, and Parasite. Who's the winner? Well, by landslide, 1917 won. No surprise. Yeah, there's no real surprise there. 1917 it was one of those films that had to be seen in theaters. It still has to be seen in theaters. There's a lot of people that still haven't seen 1917 mm -hmm. yet. 
And when it hits, I, I'm excited because when it actually comes out, I, re- I really want to see it again. Yes. I want to see it on the biggest screen possible. I mean, watching, I got, I've got the copy. I can watch it on my house, but it just doesn't feel the same as it would if I was watching it, you know, inside the theaters. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we got to, we both got to see it in RPX, which was absolutely fantastic. I want to see it again in RPX. I want to see it again in IMAX. I want to see if there's any AMC Dolby theater to where I can go see it there. I want to see it in every theater that's bigger, louder, um, just has everything. I mean, I did I did watch it. That was my Christmas movie this year was I watched it uh, Christmas morning. And it held up. But, man, in that theater, that theater experience, that's like nothing, nothing else. I agree. Christian, you saw it too as well. Yeah, I saw it. Um, I didn't know what to expect from this movie. <clears throat> Excuse me. And... When I went to go see it, I was just absolutely blown away. I knew it was, you know, essentially all one shot of a movie, and it, it just it just wrapped me in. I wanted to know what was going to happen next. I had a few favorite actors within this movie as well. You had uh, King Tommen, so that was pretty cool from uh, Game of Thrones. But yeah, it really uh, really moved me, and I definitely want to see it again in theaters once it um, is more released to the public. Yeah, I was I was personally scared that watching this on a smaller screen was going to have that cuz in theaters I didn't feel that video game effect no. where it felt like you were following around in a video game and I was scared that watching this, you know, at my house on a smaller screen, you know, through my Xbox, it would feel like a video game, but it's still, you know, it's still held up and it's still it's moved so well and it's edited so well and it's acted so well that, you know, you really just get engulfed into the whole film. Yeah, 1917, it, it just, it, I didn't feel like I could breathe throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you just sat on the edge of your seat, and you were just like, what's going to happen? And George McKay's performance in that movie was was amazing, and I just can't stand the fact that it's getting overlooked and overshadowed consistently over and over and over again. It's so crazy, because this movie is, it's one of the bigger players of the year. It really is. There's no acting that's coming from it. I mean, even even with Parasite, you've started seeing more support for Song Kang Ho, and um, I hope I said his name right. I just said it off the top of my head, but yeah. you're seeing more support for his supporting performance. And still, with um, 1917, you haven't seen anything for George McKay. I think he's only gotten like one nomination. That was for the Satellite Awards, and so. It's it's interesting to see that there's nothing really coming from it on the acting standpoint, but the directing, cinematography, score, the picture in general, it's getting love there, and that's where, it, you know, it deserves it for sure. What's the next category you got for us? So the next award that we're gonna do is the Hangover Award for Best Comedy, and the nominees are Booksmart, Good Boys, Dolomite is My Name, Knives Out, The Long Shot, and Who is the Winner? The winner is drum roll. No, there's no drum roll. You want a drum roll? There we go. Knives out one. It's no surprise. Yeah, it's well to me. Honestly, I, I didn't vote for knives out, but I'm not mad about knives out. I voted for Dolomite is my name, obviously, because Dolomite to me is the funniest movie of the year. But I'll tell you what, I was worried about watching Knives Out for a second time. I wasn't sure if it was going to stand up the way mm-hmm. it did the first time. But man, that movie is rock solid. And it all it all starts with that just incredible script that Ryan Johnson gave. I mean, there, there's so many twists, there's so many turns, but at the same time, I mean, you've got one of the funniest characters of the year and Benoit Blanc from uh, I can't even think of his name right now, uh, Jason Bourne. 
Or not I hate James Bond. James Bond. <laughs> All right, we just got a whole Daniel Craig. There we Dear. go. Yes. Forgot everything for a second. Um, one of the funniest performances of the year from him. Ana de Armas was absolutely fantastic, and the whole—I mean, the whole supporting cast in general. You know, this this entire ensemble was just absolutely breathtaking in how funny they were. All their timing together worked so well. The scenes were so well. I mean, everything just built up. It was fantastic. I loved it. You like Knives Out? Yeah, man. There's always a donut hole within the, the plot. Yeah, there's there. a donut. <laughs> there's a donut within the donut hole within another donut hole. I mean. I love this movie so much. It, it's, it's a perfect Thanksgiving movie. I saw it a week early do, doing their AMC's early access. And, and say what you will, you know, people don't like The Last Jedi, whatever, whatever. But, like, Ryan Johnson really just he, outdid himself. He knows how to make a movie. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the one thing I said about Star Wars to get off it for a little second. One thing I said about The Rise of Star, Skywalker is it really made me appreciate The Last Jedi more. Because, man, can Ryan Johnson... he Can he make a movie yeah and the thing about it is i would literally watch like 20 of these yes. with like a different oh, yeah. scenario I different they're making, cast. They're making, i think they're making more they're yeah. they're gonna make another one and and just have daniel craig play that role and he investigates the crimes etc cetera, etc cetera. like in different i want a different cast every single mm-hmm. time you know what i mean just different people within the film i think it would be fantastic the only three i want to keep i want daniel craig i want on day armis and i want lakeith stanfield to stay and just go to every single one of them. Ana de Armas <laughs> just throws up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like Keith Stanfield constantly thinks that uh, Daniel Craig is wrong, and Daniel Craig just proves him. He's just like, oh, I suspect. Fun yeah, I just today. loved it. it. Yeah, exactly. I love every single about it. <laughs> what else you got for us? So the next award we've got is the Boozy Award, which is the movie you'll probably need a drink to get through. Um, and for our nominees, we've got Ad Astra, Captain Marvel, The Goldfinch, Hellboy, and Ma. And who is our winner? Every single one of them could have won. I mean, I would have been okay with this because I didn't... Well, actually, I, don't, I haven't seen Goldfinch yet, so I can't... I reserve my thoughts on Goldfinch. But, um, which actually was the winner. I'm sorry. I did, that, was a, <laughs> that was a terrible segue, guys. I don't even know what I'm thinking about. But yeah, Goldfinch won. Um, I've heard it's awful. I've seen very few people like this film. I can't wait to watch it and like it just to be in spite of everybody else, but... My personal vote was for Captain Marvel because it was one of the worst movies of the year. Uh, disappointing, sorry, not worst, sorry, disappointing movies of the year for me personally. Um, segue, by the way, check out the musiccitydriving.com for my disappointing movies of the year, which I'll be dropping shortly. Or date, wait, I already dropped that one. Damn it, I can't think of anything right now. All right, so, Jacob, what are your thoughts about Goldfinch? Um, if you end up liking Goldfinch, everything I know about your film taste will be thrown out the window into a blender, blended up, and then crushed by something i mean <laughs> this you know, by a filmmaking standpoint roger deakins saves this ever so slightly because the cinematography is beautiful but this is one of the most boring movies i've ever seen in my entire life i thought about drinking during this movie i work in a movie theater and there were tons of people who did drink during this movie and i let them i did not care because they probably needed it i mean this film it dragged on for so long it made a pulitzer prize winning book seem like an article in a newspaper i mean it's it was the just there was nothing involved it was boring it was long there were two storylines that didn't add up it was it was an abysmal watch to be honest 
Well, I haven't seen Goldfinch yet, but I did drink through Dad Astro. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Dad Astro was really rough, and I will say I've said this to Jacob, and I've said this on the podcast. I do want to rewatch it because maybe I wasn't in the right headspace at the time when I saw the film. But when I first saw that, when I saw Ad Astra, it was boring. Like I was literally bored as I was watching this film. So I can't wait to revisit it. And you should I, you should watch the Goldfinch before watching Ad Astra. Are you sure it would not? make Ad Astra <laughs> seem like Avengers Endgame. How Avengers Infinity War. Avengers anything. Well I mean I have said a thousand times Ad Astra's like effects and all that stuff was was beautiful. It was gorgeous. Oh, Cinematography's yeah. great. The sound was great. The score was great. All these things are great. Just the story in the movie was just boring to me. <laughs> but you know it it is what it is, Jacob. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sorry man. <laughs> All right, what do you got for us next? So the next up, we have the Nashville Award for the Best Music Film. And the nominees are Blinded by the Light, Frozen 2, Rocket Man, Wild Rose, and Yesterday. And our winner is... Rocket Man. Uh, every single no surprise. Per- yeah, every single person but one voted for Rocket Man. And to be honest with you, it, it, it deserves it. Um I personally love Wild Rose, but that's just because Wild Rose is so good and it was just heartwarming. But you can't there's Rocket Man is is Egerton, I would be happy with an Oscar nomination. Oh yes. Like he was phenomenal in that movie. And to be honest with you, there's so many other people that are even being talked about in the conversation of Oscars that don't belong in it, and Egerton really does. Like he just blew me away with that performance and this to me it was like a this was an easy like when we made the award, we're like this is going to be Rocket Man's award. Yeah, we say it's the Rocket Man award. Exactly. Period. End of story. Rocket Man, what were your thoughts, Christian? Um, I've only seen it once in theaters. I really, really, really loved it. Excuse me. And I bought it on Blu-ray during uh, Black Friday, so I definitely have to give it another watch. I bought like around twenty movies, so I've been slowly picking around at those. But um, I don't think there's another film that's more deserving. Um, it's amazing. It's ten thousand times better than Bohemian Rhapsody any day oh, of the week. God. Um, I think it's something with the stars born from last year, so that really spoke to me. I'm a big music guy myself, but yeah, I'm really happy that um, Rocket Man, you know, took this one home. Yeah. yeah, Rocket Rocket Man being in theaters was my one of my favorite things of the year. Because when I was ushering at work, I would just walk on in, <laughs> listen to the songs, and then just walk back out. I mean, Elton John's already got an incredible soundtrack, and to add on to it with Egerton doing not a remake of Elton John's music but his own version in Elton John's style it's it was just captivating he the whole sang. thing it was amazing yes right? <laughs> yeah he actually sang there's a novel idea <laughs> it was so funny because i listened to an interview to where um one of the producers was doing an interview and they were saying something about how um tom hardy was the first person who was going to be elton john and they said, yeah, they'll just give him to lip sync everything. And then he tells everyone, he's like, who's going to like a movie where the lead actor just lip syncs everything? It's then true. Bohemian Rhapsody came out. Yeah, unfortunately. So Bohemian Rhapsody is one of the worst movies I've ever, like, just. So when, I was, when you watch Bohemian Rhapsody, you kind of enjoy it, right? Nope. But you enjoy it on the level of, <laughs> of appreciating Queen's music, yeah. right? I appreciate Queen's music, but to me, where the movie really lost me, a it wasn't true. It was none of it was mm-hmm. really a fact. That I automatically fact check movies as soon as I leave, especially when they're kind of sort of biops, mm. biop style films. When I got out and I googled <laughs> what was true about uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, and you got ninety percent of the story was inaccurate. And then on top of that, the last 
sequence of the film is literally this him playing this song, and it's like what I think it was maybe what ten minutes long. Yeah, and yeah. he's not during even singing Aid. it. Like yeah. during live band, it's like what is going and the on? Thing is, the thing is, I understand. I understand that Freddie Mercury has such a unique voice, and Queen has such a unique style. But at the same time, there are people in the world who can sing Queen. There are people who can probably Adam sing does Queen pretty really good. Yeah. Like, yeah. he does. Like, there are people who can sing Queen, and there are people who can act at the same time. <laughs> put the two together. You don't need <laughs> Rami Malek to put on fake teeth and to do Freddie Mercury. No. You need someone who's going to do it. I mean, look at Taron Egerton. He wasn't a bona fide star. He'd been in the Kingsman movies, but that was Drop. about it. Um, and he Robin stepped Hood. in and gave one of the best performances of the year. Yeah, hands down. And I agree with you. When you and then to make that statement is this. So Adam Lambert does a very good job as Queen, right? So even if you throw that factor in there, look what Lady Gaga did. Lady Gaga wasn't really an actress. You know, she did, you know, She's the American, American Horror... Yeah. Which she was good in American Horror Story. But that was more of a quirky, random role. This is a breakdown, serious role. And you're telling... And Lady Gaga killed The Star is Born. She was fantastic in that film. So you're telling me you couldn't take an actual singer <laughs> yes. and make them get on the... And hey... This is how you act. Well, singing, Teach them singing, how to act. all singing is is acting. Exactly, it's remembering lines and performing them on a stage. Right, and, and so it's the, it's the same. Too. It's the same thing, and so I mean, it's yeah, it's we're we're getting way off track. <laughs> we just went on a Bohemian Rhapsody rant, but it is what it is. The movie sucked, and we like to tell everybody about it. All right, Jacob, what do you got for us now? All right, so our next award is sponsored by the Nashville Noise, NashvilleNoise.com. Um, and that is going to be the best soundtrack of the year. So this award, the nominees are Blinded by the Light, Frozen 2, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Rocket Man, and Yesterday. And our winner is... Rocket Man. No surprise. Yeah, it's... it's uh, To be honest with you, I, I agree with you. We talked about this a little bit off air. I was kind of hoping the same were you. Like, Blinded by the Light yeah. was... Um, a little bit. Yeah, soundtrack-wise, I really wanted Blinded by the Light just because, you know, of how they use the boss's music. I mean, some of the edits, how they put the lyrics on the screen. I mean, that those was were so, baller. so cool. That was so cool. Um, but I'm okay with, I'm more than okay with Rocky Man. I mean, it's Elton John music. It's, it's, it's Elton John. There's nothing more you can say about that. Um, I mean, it would have been the same thing. If Yesterday would have won, it would have been Beatles music, and that would have been just fine with me, even though Yesterday wasn't that good of a movie. But... I was fine with Elton John winning. Um, Frozen Two was a movie that had music. Um, hey, the Lost song, in the Woods is the, the songs, greatest song. The songs, were much no. better. So, in the Woods. songs were much better than the first Frozen, so I'll give it that one. That's why I gave it a half a point higher. Actually, a whole point higher, maybe. Um, Frozen Two's music was phenomenal. Really Look, was. Lost in the Woods is the greatest song. <laughs> when that breaks out to that '80s hair band style <laughs> vignette, whatever you know. Break off Christoph, in the movie, and it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I loved every second of that. And before we get back on a Bohemian Rhapsody uh, uh, rant, let's dive into the next award. So our yeah, so our, our next award <laughs> is going to be <laughs> the whiskey award, which is the best movie involving about using drinking in the film. Alcohol, yeah, alcohol in general. <laughs> um, and our nominees are Good Boys, Ma. Midsummer, The Lighthouse, and The Long Shot. For me, this is no contest, but who is the winner? Uh, no contest, The Lighthouse won. Yes. And if you've seen The Lighthouse, 
You know how much they drink. You know how much they drink, and they drink, <laughs> and they drink some more, and then everything falls apart. And um, I was fine. You know, honestly, when we were going through the nominees, uh, and Ricky was telling me them, I was kind of reminded some of these. I forgot how much drinking was a part of Good Boys, and hilariously a part of Good Boys. <laughs> Um, I, I forgot that Ma was just entirely about drinking. <laughs> That's the only thing the movie um, was about. <laughs> Midsummer was about a, a lot of things, and alcohol was one of them. The long shot, there was alcohol involved in places. I guess, you know, they met at a thing that had drinking or whatever, but um, I thought The Lighthouse, there was no contest. This film, the use of alcohol in the film to kind of further the descent into madness was absolutely insane and then how much you know it started turning itself on its head when it got into the later parts and it was saying you know you've been drinking this whole time and you've been doing this and that i mean it's just it's a trip honestly and it's one of the best drinking movies i've probably ever seen yeah uh, what, what did you say? The best movies ever seen? Best drinking. <laughs> oh, I was no, like, no, oh no, my you, god! I thought I one of the you best right the first drinking time. movies <laughs> I've probably ever seen. Oh my god! Did I it's just... a great film. No, it's a <laughs> great film. It's a terrible movie. It's a great film. Have you but... seen it? I saw the lighthouse. Um, I can understand what they were saying halfway through. Honestly, um, it was very interesting lore. I definitely want to see it again. Perhaps you know, maybe on digital where I can actually to sit down and actually hear what's coming out of their mouths. Um, I'm not a big horror fan, but it was interesting enough to, I mean, reel me in. I can't say it's my favorite. I don't necessarily think it's bad, but I can understand why some people don't like it, especially the way that it's shot. I thought it was pretty cool the way it was shot, but um, it was a very, very bizarre film. Um, and that's all I can really say about it. The first part of that film was good. And then it just <laughs> And then the stupid. middle part was good. And then the, and then the ending was good. <laughs> no. And the whole film together culminated to a very mediocre film. film. Yeah. Uncut Gems was better than that. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> We've got it. We've got it recorded. <laughs> that's going to be up, and I'm going to use that as long as Ooh. I live. <laughs> He's just literally going to edit that part. Uncut Gems was better than that. And like, just gonna, I'm going to post it on YouTube. I'm going to put it on Vimeo. I'm going to put it on Twitter everywhere possible. Yeah. Well, and the, before we move on any, uh, with any more awards, I want to talk about the Music City Drive-In most moving performance, and that was Zach Gotts again and Peter Butterfalcon. Um, time and time again, we've talked about him on this podcast. We talked about this whenever we announced the awards. But for me personally, like Hollywood could have done this the way they do everything else and could have just made a, a, an actor portray um, being someone with you know the Down syndrome. And they could have done that. They've done it a thousand times before. They've done it before. But the actual portray, letting Zach Godzikin play this role and, and it be very raw and very emotional. And the way he was able to captivate that, there's like, there's people in the world that can play these roles. You don't have to continuously make somebody, you don't you didn't have to cast, you know, you didn't have to cast Shia LaBeouf in yeah. that role. You know what I mean? Like mm. he played that role. He was great in that role. He was great in that movie. And I'm hoping that this starts a movement of Hollywood waking up and seeing that there is actors like, the, you know, with certain issues that they can use to utilize them in movies. Mm -hmm. And it's a good thing moving forward. And Zach Gotson, that Peanut Butter Falcon, like we talked about it a little bit earlier, that movie was phenomenal. It's one of the most heartwarming, heartfelt movies from start to finish. And Shia LaBeouf and, and Zach Gotson in that movie are one of my favorite pairings yep, in any movie all year. I was, just, I was year. just about to say, um, it's still, to me, 
has the best chemistry from two people in a movie all year. Which yep. is, you can, I mean, going back and reading interviews and stuff about Shia LaBeouf, you can tell how much, you know, this film meant to him and how much um, Zach meant to him. I mean, Zach was one of the biggest reasons why he is who he is now. And yep. so, I mean, you can, you can watch him over the course of the film grow into who he wants to be and who he is now. And yeah, and growing to the Shia LaBeouf that actually eventually was doing Honey Boy yes, and getting exactly. Honey Boy and becoming that person and, and all these things. And it was just a beautiful thing to watch. And it's it, his performance was moving. It was heart, just heartfelt everything that you could have want from this performance. And that's why we awarded him with this award. Mm -hmm. Absolutely agree. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording and hosting. And distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. And ridiculously easy to use. And now... Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. And that means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if, all, if you've always wanted to start a podcast making money to do it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I cannot wait to hear your podcast. The next award we're going to talk about is, Jacob? So the next award is going to be the Geek Vibes Nation slash Stan Lee Award for the best comic book movie. Um, Geek Vibes Nation is an, uh, a group. You know, they do articles, they do reviews, they do everything comic book related. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But the nominees are going to be Avengers Endgame, Captain Marvel, Joker, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Shazam! <laughs> that was really... <laughs> and who's the winner? Tanon, who's the winner, buddy? I'm opening up my uh, imaginary envelope and the winner <laughs> of the uh, Stan Lee Geek Vibes Nation uh, comic book movie award is, not a shocker here, Avengers Endgame. What did you think about Avengers Endgame, bud? I mean, honestly, when I saw it, I, I felt like it was like the end to an emotional journey. Like I loved it way more at the time than I probably I should have, because like looking back on things, um, I do feel like Infinity War was um, the superior film. But I mean, still, it was just it was just so emotional, just wrapping up, uh, you know, 10 years uh, of the uh, Infinity War saga. I mean, just seeing it all come to an end, seeing people that we've grown to love, you know, leave, you know, Tony Stark, Black Widow, um, you know, for the most part. But, no, I mean, it's still a great movie, and it's still one of the best. And, I mean, it deserves its place at the top of the box office uh, for sure. No, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, going back and thinking, especially now being at the end of the year, it's so – interesting to see how many films and how many storylines came to an end this year and how still one of the only ones to do it the right way was Avengers Endgame. I mean, you see Star Wars has gotten divisive reviews and uh, Game of Thrones got divisive reviews. I mean, no matter what people think about um, personally about some of these ends, it seems like Avengers Endgame was the only one that got top to bottom great reviews scores thoughts from an end of a culmination like you said end of a journey uh, like you just said yeah i think it was i mean i think for the most part it was a it, it was as best as it could be a perfect finale i mean like you said game of thrones was really a uh disappointing finale um 
to it to you know to the end and i think they just they they ended the way they could i really honestly can't look back at avengers endgame and say this is how i would have done it any better whereas i can look back at game of thrones and i i know they could have done it a whole lot different so yeah i mean i agree i mean it's i mean in a lot of ways it was it was perfect you know the way they ended it and it kind of left us satisfied knowing that the next phase they can bring in new stuff and we won't have to look back um at end game so much yeah, exactly i agree 100 percent. so what was is this your personal favorite comic book movie of the year or did you did you pick something else um as far as uh comic book films overall i mean I know Joker is based on a, a comic book character, you know, one of the most iconic villains of all time. Um, I think that movie just had a great performance. So, I mean, I, and like I said, it's based off a comic book character, so I put it in that genre. But as far as, like, overall comic book films, um, I liked, um, you know, Avengers Endgame. If you ask me which of the two is better as a film, I like the Joker um, just because of its, uh, you know, performances, sure. uh, the general tone, just, you know, it, I mean, it was a great film from top to bottom. I know a lot of people are, you know, coming out and saying now they act like it, it was overrated, but I don't think you get as many recognitions, um, you know, from awards if it's overrated. All right, man, what were your thoughts uh, on, what were your thoughts on Captain Marvel? Because there's a lot of diversity there. Well, really there's no diversity. I hated it. These two guys liked it. So I need somebody on my side. What were your thoughts? I mean, honestly, I just felt like it was a filler in between uh, uh, Infinity War and uh, Endgame. I don't really feel like it did much for her character overall because, honestly, she didn't even stand out in the movie as much as she should have. I felt like, you know, Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury actually put in one of his best performances of his character Mm -hmm. um, in the entire MCU. I feel like captain marvel probably could have came out after um in game because i know they probably wanted to put her in um you know and there's a lot of rumors that her backlash is the reason why a lot of her scenes were cut out of in game you know there was talks of her actually appearing in um age of ultron and stuff like that so i feel like captain marvel probably could have came out in the next phase especially with them introducing miss marvel um so i just felt i felt like it was kind of rushed and it really wasn't needed i mean i didn't hate the movie um, but I mean, I really didn't think it was that great. It was, I think it was very overhyped. I mean, uh, I mean, it made a billion dollars. I mean, I really don't know where that came from, but I mean, kudos to Marvel, man. They, they know how to market and, you know, they know how to put, you know, uh, fans in the seats and I'm glad it was somebody that girls could look up to, you know, DC sure. had wonder woman and now, uh, Marvel has uh, Captain Marvel. So, I mean, but like I said, I just didn't feel like it was that great of a movie. Yeah, see, for me personally, I didn't feel like the writing did anything, did any justice for Captain Marvel's character as a collective whole. I, I didn't really, I feel like my favorite scene in that entire movie was the I'm just a girl scene where she truly kicks everybody's you know ass in that scene. And she's just so baller in that scene. If the writing would have been that good for not just that scene, but the entire movie for her, I feel like we could have got a better movie. I just did not like the film. Because to me, when your standout, your name of the movie is Captain Marvel, and your standout is a Captain and Samuel Jackson, you know you have issues with the film. Yeah, and you had Talos. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, you know, he he actually yeah. – I can't think of the uh, – Ben Mendelsohn. Um, right? Ben yeah. Mendelsohn. You know, he actually was better than, than all of them. I mean, yeah. yeah, when you have everybody but your main 
titular character being the star of the film, I mean, that's, you know, that shows that there, there's something wrong there. So hopefully um, with the sequel, they get it right. But if the rumors for the sequel about it being a secret invasion are true, then it sounds like it's going to be, you know, a Civil War type movie where they're shoehorning a lot of characters in. I will say one thing about Captain Marvel, still the best de-aging of the entire year with Samuel L. Jackson. I agree with that. For sure. Oh yeah, I mean Marvel's killing it on the de-aging. I mean that I mean I just watched uh Guardians of the Galaxy 2 uh the other night and you know with uh uh the de-aging in that film with um Kurt Russell, I mean I mean it looked great then, but yeah, you're right. I mean they they're killing it with that. I, that's something I still don't understand they're- how DC and some other movies can't get the same company and if they are using them, then, you know, what are they doing different? I mean, I really don't know. But, uh, I mean, you could even tell watching The Irishman that the de-aging didn't look bad, but it's not as crisp as it is in, in the Marvel films. Yeah, I mean, especially in The Irishman, there were some scenes where – some more action scenes to where you could see it start to fade away when, in an entire action movie, Samuel L. Jackson looked like he was 20 years younger. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. I mean, and I'm excited to see what they do with it. Uh, I will say that when I've seen some of the de-aging in the Black Widow trailer um, uh, for Thunderbolt Ross, it does look a little bit fake. It looks a little bit waxy. I'm sure they'll fix that, uh, you know, once we actually see it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like I said, I I don't know what everybody else is doing compared to Marvel, but they just need to get the same group uh, that's doing their visual effects for de-aging and just go with it. Yeah, I completely agree. All right, so let's, let's let's talk about the site as a collective whole. We're excited to be a part of it. You guys, we kind of did, you know, we're doing a lot of collaborating in the near future. I think 2020 is going to be a big year, not just for the Music City Drive-In, but, you know, us being a part of your umbrella and, and stuff like that. So tell us a little bit about Geek Vibes Nation as a collective whole. Uh, well, Geek Vibes started out as just uh, five people um, spread out across the U.S., um, it really started with a couple of guys in New York and then a couple of guys in Atlanta. Um, I came on uh, a couple of years ago and I really, uh, just took a hold of the reins and, and kind of, uh, spread it out as, as much as I can, you know, built up the, uh, social media profile, got the site going and stuff like that. So, uh, we just are pretty much, we, we just kind of have a, uh, for geeks by geeks mentality. You know, we, we try to stay, um, you know, as, unbiased as possible we don't really get into the whole uh marvel dc war and stuff like that i mean we we share our opinions with each other uh behind the scenes but uh for the most part you know we we don't really do that on the the site you know because you know we want everybody to to enjoy and we want our site to be a place where people can come and talk about stuff without trolls and you know people just attacking you for what you like um but no we've we've made a lot of uh a lot of friends and a lot of growth with uh, other sites and uh, other companies. And uh, of course with y'all, you know, I'm local and uh, y'all are local as well. So uh, we actually, Dom, he's not with us, but uh, he's actually part of your, uh, you know, part of the music city uh, critics association, uh, which I'm proud of him for, you know, getting that set up. We're trying to get him um, established on Rotten Tomatoes as well. And I mean, just a lot of things that we're trying to accomplish as a group and, uh, you know, keep building our, uh, you know, sponsorships and our uh, relationships with other people and just continue to be a ever-growing site. 
That's exciting, man. I'm excited to be part of you guys. We we talked and uh, you know we kind of hit it off the back really fast, and you know I'm excited to grow our brand and grow your brand and, and just kind of you know mixed in together with what we have going on, and it's 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 really exciting. The Music City Film Critic Association. I, I've met Dom. We've talked to Dom outside of movies. You know, I talked to Dom outside of movie one night for like 45 minutes to an hour. We literally just sat there and just talked movies and 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 that's the great thing about it is like sometimes i feel like the best conversations that jacob and i ever have are you know off the air or we'll text each other and talk about it and then we get on the air it's like man that was a really good yeah. conversation can we get that live on the air but it's about the community and you know us all growing together and it, it's a lot of fun yeah i agree and you know we you know when we first started out we reached out to a lot of you know some other groups that have uh, been around for a while and uh some were very receptive and helping us grow and learn and uh get our footing and then some some weren't so we we've taken the approach to where if anybody comes to us and they say hey you know could you help me with this or could you help promote this i mean we do it no questions asked i mean we don't want anything in return we just want people uh to be able to grow and and get where they want as well because everybody's starting out so i mean that's what i think we pride ourselves on is being a group of people that are really for the fans we you know we're not out here trying to review films because we think a studio is going to take a you know pay attention to us and uh stuff like that i mean we tell the truth and we're honest and about our uh you know what we say about the brand you know that we you know we're just you know we're fans as well we're not a corporation uh so to speak so you know you know that everything you see is just fans just pretty much just having fun with it i agree 100 percent. so before we let you go what were your top five movies this year oh that's a that's a tough question um top five definitely uh 1917 uh book smart um <laughs> mm, i love uncut gems Oh God! Uh, I really want. Yeah. I really want to see it again. Oh, I really yes. want to see it again. But uh, I, I want to see it again because I, I want to see if I really do love it as much as I did when I you first don't. watched it. You I don't. think I, I think I was so shocked leaving uh, that I just was kind of like, oh man, you know what yeah. it was, what is I, going on here? Uh, but then uh, Joker and uh, what would be number five? Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm going to let you know. Like, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'll be honest with you, man. Uh, the Uncut Gems thing, I, I don't know if this partnership can work any longer. No, it can't. <laughs> don't, don't let him Don't let him skew you. <laughs> Uncut Gems was fantastic. No. I saw it for a second time, and it held up just as much. It's, I saw it for a second time, and it was just as bad the first time I watched it. So I have no plans I'm judging. I'm it. judging you right <laughs> now a lot. Um, maybe I should have had Dom on the show instead of you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He hasn't. I don't think he's seen Uncut Gems yet. He actually went and watched uh, uh, Queen and Slim the night Uncut Gems was playing. Uh, I love Queen and Slim. So, uh, well, well, then he probably would have said that, and y'all would have agreed. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, uh, I guess I mean I guess I'll say Avengers Endgame. Uh, but I, I really love 1917, and I hope everybody gets a chance to see it if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, that movie is uh, brilliant. It's just yeah, it's brilliant, man. I mean it. It's fast-paced, so, I mean, it's not like this war movie that you're going to go and sit there for two and a half, three hours. Uh, I mean, it, I thought it had a cool twist because I really didn't expect the, the middle, you know, the outcome of certain things to happen. So, uh, no, I mean, 
I, I put that up there at the top. I mean, I, I really I enjoyed certain parts of Rise of Skywalker, uh, but in the end, I felt like it was just too much. Like, hey, we're doing this for the fans, and it kind of fell off towards the end. But uh, yeah, I mean that that would be my top five for now. I mean, I'm sure I'll change it once I I look back at everything. Uh, but uh, yeah, and uh, 2020 seems like it's going to have uh, some good films. So we'll just see where it goes from there. I totally agree. Where can everybody find you on Twitter? And, of course, obviously, GeekVibesNation.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at GeekVibesNation. Uh, and then we have uh, another social media page at GeekVibesNews. Uh, on that page, we pretty much just uh, just post the article links and, uh, and the podcasts and stuff like that. We don't really do a lot of interacting on that page. Uh, but if you want to interact with us, you want to talk, uh, you can find us on GeekVibesNation. Yeah, I've been pretty excited. I saw you guys put out the thing about the best, you know, movie, best video games and stuff like that to the to the uh, kind of to the masses. So I've been excited to see some of those answers come back and forth between us and the groups and the you know the fans as well. Yes, let me talk, let me say something real quick about that too. Yeah, so we will be posting that uh, either Monday or Tuesday. It's our um, first annual uh, Geek Vibes Nation Award, uh, but it's a little bit unorthodox because we don't follow the the strict, you know, best editing stuff like that. But we do have some stuff about decade video games, movies. We try to throw in a little bit here and there. Uh, we're learning as we go, but I think uh, we had to cut it down. I had like thirty categories, and I had to cut it down to like twenty three. So, uh, but yeah, I hope everybody will will retweet, vote, uh, vote as much as you like, and then we're going to do a show. Uh, and announce the winners uh, in a few weeks. So definitely look forward to that. And I appreciate y'all uh, participating as well. For sure, and uh, yeah, like I said, you know, glad to have y'all on board. It's good to have people that are, you know, in the area uh, that we can chat with and, um, you know, gossip about movies and stuff like that. For sure. I look forward to us getting together here in the near future and uh, doing a podcast of our own and just talking movies. And I look forward to seeing you in the next screener, man. And we'll talk to you guys soon. All right, man. appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, Jake, and now we're about to hit the actual awards that we didn't make up. Let's hit the – What's what do you got for us? So first up, we've got some Best Supporting Actress. The nominees are Florence Pugh for Little Women, Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers, Julia Fox for Uncut Gems, Laura Dern for Marriage Story, and Margot Robbie for Bombshell. I know – Ricky is excited for this one, so go ahead and give the winner. Florence Pugh for Little Women. I was excited. Now, look, I will say one exclusion. I might have voted for Julia Fox had I not voted before him because I really think she was phenomenal. But Florence Pugh in Little Women, um, she's had a phenomenal year. Um, I'm excited. I really, really hope she at least gets the nomination for this because mm -hmm. it's well-deserving. Uh, and not to say that Laura Dern's not deserving. Jennifer Lopez is very deserving. Um you know, Fox is very diver deser deserving as well, but I'm very excited that uh, the masses agreed that she belonged in this category. Christian, I know you're excited as well. I am. I absolutely adored Little Women. I'm a huge, huge Florence Pugh stan. For the longest time, I actually mispronounced her last name. I used to say Pug. And my friend's like, yeah, um, it's no, this, it's not. And I was like, oh, well, don't I look like an idiot? But I, I don't think there's anyone more deserving. Um, I do have to disagree with you, though, Ricky. I don't think... Well, for the whole Jennifer Lawrence... I mean, Jennifer Lopez. Wow, I always must let out. <laughs> I, big difference! Yeah, Massive difference, difference okay? <laughs> like, I, I thought Jennifer Lopez was good in House Series, but I also felt like she was playing herself at the same time. But that's all I'll say about that, because 
I thought like, I thought she was phenomenal in Hustlers. I loved Hustlers. She was. She was. I, it's I, just, I don't know. I don't know what it was. But, yeah, I'm, I'm glad Florence Pugh is taking this one home because no, she yeah. deserves it. I, I, I agree as well. Um, I hope Florence Pugh gets the Best Supporting Actress nomination. I think for all the bad that we talked about Best Supporting Actress this year, which it's still not very strong, but those top five, top six, maybe top seven are very strong top seven that could be in the Oscars. I mean, it's not it's not a great year, but it is getting to be a much more solid, solidified year. And I, I could see anyone from Laura Dern, from Florence Pugh, from even Jennifer Lopez uh, winning the Oscar this year. I mean, it's... I think she's going to win the Globes this weekend. I think hands J-Lo, out. Yeah. J-Lo? I, do. I, think so. I think she I think Oh, my she God, yes. no. I, I will riot if she does, but that's um, All I'm happy about <laughs> is the whole Shazuzan thing is out of the realm of questions it's anymore. not true. She's I am still so in the top excited. seven. I don't think she's going to get nominated. I'm so happy because it was just a pedestrian performance, and her just this nomination would have I say it every time we talk about it, but Ricky's gone from this is one of the best films of the year to every Everyone in this movie sucks. The movie I sucks. I didn't overall. say it sucked. Okay, let me be real. The he fa- just needs to see it again. Listen to me. I no. When I came out of it, Aquafina was not that. I, I said from the moment I left the film that I, did, I thought Aquafina was oh just okay in that film. And then Shazuzan, she was fun in the film. But I don't want a fun to be nominated for a supporting actress when she doesn't really deserve it. Yeah, but she does. But she doesn't though. There's five. <laughs> there's. Ten performances better. That's not true. In the supporting role, <laughs> that's not every true. supporting performance in Parasite was better. Okay, I would have to agree with him on that. Exactly. One. Mm-hmm. So as, much, me... as much as I love the farewell, I, I do agree with that. Every, one I mean, sure. I mean, looking right at the, po- <laughs> you know, I'm looking right at Parasite right now. You know, there's, no. my background screen is Parasite. All right, so it's a kid I, family. We're really just, happy exactly. Like. So, what's the next category? So we stop arguing. The next category is going to be best supporting actor, which will be fine on this one. So. That'll be okay. Um, the nominees are Al Pacino for The Irishman, Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Jonathan Majors for The Last Black Man in San Francisco, Shia LaBeouf for Honey Boy, and Willem Dafoe for The Lighthouse. And I know this is a pretty surprising and interesting one, so who are our winners? <laughs> All right, so we actually had a tie, and we've actually broken, we broke an earlier tie, and I don't remember what, oh, it's for the Boozy Award. We broke a tie. But we were very okay with this staying as a tie because both of these guys are very well deserving. The first winner is obviously Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, who was phenomenal that movie. I still think that it's my best, my one of my top five favorite performances in any movie, supporting actor, whatever you want to call it, of the year. But then, of course, my other <laughs> favorite supporting role, and that's Shia LaBeouf for Honey Boy. They tied, and I'm okay with the tie because Shia LaBeouf was absolutely phenomenal in Honey Boy. It's going to break my heart whenever they announce the Oscars and he's not nominated because I think this is one of the most under-appreciated, underlooked films of all of the year. Um, I, I don't think anybody gave a more heartfelt performance in any movie than Shia LaBeouf did in this film. And it was just one of the best films I've ever seen. And I loved every second of that film. And Shia LaBeouf tore my heart out in a thousand pieces in that film. And the layers of that film is just, it's going to be touch. It's going to touch me forever. To be honest with you, what are your thoughts, Christian, on the winners? Well, so for the winners, this is the actual category that I was having the hardest time choosing between the two, Mr. Pitt and Mr. Buck. So wait, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so you are the reason why Shia LaBeouf didn't win. You hear this? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, yes. I'm I voted Shia, you voted Shia, somebody else voted Shia, so you didn't vote Shia. I so voted Shia... Brad Pitt. I was, See, it was tearing me to 
Oh my gosh. Eight, eight ways, I swear. I I couldn't figure it out for a long time. And I was texting you, Ricky. I'm like, you guys are making this so hard for me. <laughs> and he's like, just put it in. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to put in my vote. And I'm just not going to think about it for a second time. Just take it. I'm not going to change it. But I, I loved both performances equally. Um, I do think with Shia LaBeouf's performance, it was more heartfelt. It was more personable. And it's very rare that we see... Um, a lot of celebrities who let us into their personal lives because they're people too. And I feel like a lot of people actually forget that, you know, they're not just people that we see on screen, you know, a thousand times per year, how many times ever you go to the movies or on your small screen in your um, living room. But, you know, they're people with lives and people with uh, trials and tribulations. So, yeah, I, I definitely um, appreciate that. L LaBeouf is back. He's one of my favorite um, actors ever since I was younger even Stevens is when I was introduced to him and I'm just glad he's you know getting back into the game and finding his passion again yeah totally he, he he brought in a really real story and I mean it's elevated by Noah Dupes performance by Lucas Hedges performance by Alma Harrell's directing by his screenplay I mean some of you could take almost every single quote from this entire film and put it in a best quotes of the year um, list I mean it's just absolutely it's heartbreaking it's it's honestly phenomenal and then going off with Pitt it's something this role for Pitt is something he's not really used to in my opinion he's used to the more nuanced don't say much I mean you saw it with Ad Astra this year you've seen it with Moneyball you saw it in um, 12 Years a Slave even uh, the kind of guy who's reserved more reserved and more laid back and in this one he was the aggressor for most of the film and it's really was something interesting to see and was something new that we got from Brad Pitt that I really I really did love. Yeah, I agree 100%. It's it's hands down one of my, you know, it's my favorite performance of the year. Um, you know, it's in that top 5 with with some other other ones and and I just love Honey Boy. I could talk about Honey Boy for hours. I think we could all use a cliff booth in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. What's our next award? <laughs> All right, so the next one, we're going to go to Best Director. Woo! And the nominees are Alma Harrell for Honey Boy, Bong Joon-ho for Parasite, Noah Baumbach for Marriage Story, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Sam Mendes for 1917. I will say this. This was one of the only categories that got every single director got a vote. Or every single person in the category got a vote. There was one vote for everybody in this category, and then that, of course, left the bong high for the victory. I am very happy with this uh, uh, a victory because, honestly, Parasite is hands down the best film of the year. It's not remotely close. I don't care what anybody else that's going to talk after me says, but uh, no. Um, the direction in Parasite was phenomenal. Um, this movie just blew me out of the, you know, just blew me out of the water. I was sitting there. I watched this again a couple weeks ago, and... My wife, she's not a big film enthusiastic like I am, and she was scared watching the film, just like I was. She does not like to read movies, as she likes to put mm. it. But she sat there, eyes on the screen, watched the entire film, and loved it. And that, to me, is a definition of a great film, when you can get people that aren't film crazy to watch a film and love it just as much as everybody else does. Yeah, I'm, I'm more than okay with um, Bong winning this. I think... You know, Parasite as a whole is just one of the best crafted films of the year. Um, just to dip in, I voted for Sam Mendes. Um, I thought just his directional style this year and what he brought was very new. But I still, I mean, I still love Parasite. Parasite is a phenomenal film. 
And I'm going to go on to someone else and let someone else talk for a second. Um, so, yeah, uh, Parasite. I love this movie. I want to see it at least two to three more times. Can't wait for it to come out on Blu-ray. And, like, you know, what you were saying, Ricky, about your wife, you know, she's not a big film, film enthusiast. And I know when it comes to, at least, especially foreign films, like, anytime someone hears, like, oh, it's in subtitles, they just automatically shut down. Yep. Uh, I used to watch a lot of anime growing up, so I'm kind of used to the whole subtitle business. And I just, it was it was just a joy to watch. It really made you think. Um, I just... I, I loved everyone's performance. I'd never heard of any of these actors, and I went to go see it um, in the local indie theater, which I'm not too big of a fan of because the seats hurt my butt, but <laughs> that's fine. Um, <laughs> I'll just wait for it to come out on Blu-ray so I can watch it like a thousand times over. But it was it was just one of the... It kind of had like that Quentin Tarantino ending effect where you know everything just goes down mm-hmm. towards Everything goes end. crazy. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, a, that's the one thing I really did pick up from this film was the ending of this and the ending of once upon a time are almost synonymous in a way yeah but yeah all right jacob we've got three awards left so kick us off with the next one so the first one we're going to be doing is the best actress award and the nominees are Charlize theron for bombshell Woo-hoo! lupita nyong'o for us Yay. renee zellweger for judy Sersha Ronan for Little Women. Yes. And Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. And the winner is... Lupita! Lupita Nyong'o. Yes, I'm very excited about this. Look, I've said this on the podcast before, and we talked about this when we announced the nominations. She could technically be double double nominated for this film because she was great in both roles in this film. Us is one of the best movies of the year still. I really, really hope that the Oscars do not turn a blind eye to this film a, because it's technically a horror film, and then B, because it was released so early in the season. I just really don't want them to forget this film and forget her performance because it is hands down one of the best performances of the year. I didn't vote for this, so I voted for Charlize Theron and Bombshell. But to be honest with you, Theron and, and Lupita, they're one and two, and it, one A, one B for me for performance this year. And Scarlett Johansson, you know, bringing up the rear just a little bit. But, uh, Christian, your thoughts on the winner? So, um, I actually saw Us um, a few weeks ago when I bought it uh, during Black Friday. Uh, For the longest time, like I said, you know, I'm not a big horror fan, but there are some that I'll go watch. Um, When I finally watched it, I was like, okay, you know, like, I saw it get out a thousand times. I've seen Quiet Place a thousand times. I absolutely love those movies. But uh, with this one, I was like, oh, this actually isn't, like, I guess as scary as I thought it was going to be. I don't know why I don't like scary movies. It just is. It is what it is. But uh, Lupita did a really great job with both roles. I think everyone did a fantastic job. It really made you think. It was just. It was really freaky. Like you know, honestly, uh, I had to turn a few corners. You know, making sure I'm turning off the lights before I go to bed. And, like, <laughs> making sure my other me isn't like lurking out there. But um, yeah, she she did a phenomenal job. Um, I'm a big Sister Rona fan, but I think that um, you know Lupita definitely deserves deserves this because she she just gave it her all and then some gave it like 150 percent yeah i mean this this really is what a horror film is supposed to be it's supposed to be that eerie lurking type of thing and i think lupita's performance was absolutely incredible when you look back at it and look how she had to do the two performances i mean they all did but she was given the most Mm. kind of nuance and the most the most to do with her performance and then that final scene um, where she's fighting against herself 
you know, one Ooh. of the final scenes was it's still one of the best scenes of the oh entire year. Goodness, the is. score, the editing with you know the ballerina. I mean, just seeing how it's all just a dance played out. It's it's just incredible. I hope Lupita not only makes it. I hope Lupita wins it, and I hope I'm glad that she won it here. What you got for us next? So for the next award, we have Best Actor. The nominees are Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Eddie Murphy for Dolomite Is My Name, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Robert De Niro for The Irishman. And who is the winner? Not Robert De Niro. That's that's fantastic. Um, um, The winner is Joaquin Phoenix for The Joker. Uh, Look... I have said this a thousand times, and, and and there's a lot of people that don't agree with me, but I personally feel anybody that votes anything other than Joaquin Phoenix just does not appreciate the art of what Joaquin Phoenix did in this film. He gave single-handedly the best performance of the year in any movie, period, end of story. He deserves the Oscar. If he doesn't win an Oscar, you might as, it, it'll be just as big as a joke as uh, Rami Malek winning Best Actor last year. End of story. Wow. Period. It would be take. the biggest joke. That's a very <laughs> all take. pun intended. Who's the clown now? Exactly. <laughs> that's a that's a very hot take. When we've got a very strong best actor category this year, <laughs> um, I think Joaquin Phoenix was great. I thought he kind of took on something that could have been a travesty altogether, especially when um, Heath Ledger's came out only ten years ago. Uh, but I thought he did great. I thought he gave a fantastic performance with what he had. Um, you know, the movie was fantastic movie. It was a lot better than, I guess, what people were thinking it was going to be. And I think it's just going to... I think all of this is just going to help the comic book genre enter into more of these art house type of films. You know, we've got the big budget blockbusters and we've got everything we need. But then once you get down to these solo character films, you can get more dark and more kind of more story-based than what some of the big blockbusters are going to be. I mean, you've got this, you've got Logan, um, you've got films like that to where I think this, and I think with all the awards kind of love around it, I think this will eventually help comic book films get back into the, not the mainstream, but the lower stream as well Yeah, as the that. basics. Because for, me, for yeah. me personally, when you think about this film, I never want another Joker movie. I don't. I don't want another Joker movie. I don't want. I don't want Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker again. Yeah. I think if Todd Phillips is going to do this again, he needs to do it with a different character. Pick a different villain. Pick a different whatever you want to do. However you want to do it. Just don't bring Joaquin Phoenix back as the Joker, because I feel like when Jacob and I talked about this, we said as soon when they officially thought they were going to announce the sequel to the Joker, and that the backlash was kind of rough. So I think they. That's why they. Held back the announcement. I think, yeah, they're gonna opinion. wait till after the Oscars and then they're gonna announce. Because once they do, it's. I feel like it takes away from what this film is. Mm-hmm. I could see him doing a Riddler. I could see him doing a Penguin. I could see him doing every other. Those are the only really two Batman characters coming to my mind right now. Deathstroke. But, you know, Death, it doesn't matter. Do everything but the Joker again. Dude, you don't even have to just do Batman characters. I mean, well, yeah, there's you could explore it on so many different yeah. levels. Yeah. I think you could you could make in the same vein you made the Joker movie, you could make a Carnage movie just as good with probably a guy who's a little more messed up than the who, Joker. Who played who who did Eisenberg play in uh in the Justice League? Uh, Lex pl- Luthor. Lex Luthor. I can yeah. it would be a great film there too. I think a Lex Luthor film could be fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. You know, what were your thoughts on the Joker and I... Phoenix's performance? I love... Okay, even though I voted for Adam Driver... <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, 
I love the Joker. I saw it three times when it came out in theaters. Um, I already have it pre-ordered. Um, everything coming to Blu-ray. Um, I absolutely love Joaquin Phoenix. I think it is important um, that, and I actually hope that you know, uh, Joker wins um, when it comes more towards award season, because you know, for the longest time, it's kind of bugged me that a lot of people don't see comic book movies as actual films. I'm not just saying what Martin Scorsese said because that could be taken out of context. So that's totally different. It's just. I, I, I want them to just be acknowledged for what they are because they, they are films that move people. You know, people grew up with these characters. I grew up with a lot of these characters. And, you know, me growing up, the only real, like, Superman, or excuse me, superhero movies we had were, you know, Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. Um, you know, Sam Raimi's trilogy. I mean, there were a few Batman movies before that, but it really didn't start kicking off until, you know, the Spider-Man trilogy and then, you know, Christopher, Christopher Nolan's Batman. But this is like, you know, everyone's dream come true ever since they were like nine, ten years old. So I, I think it was very deserving of this reward. All right, the last nominee, our last category, what do you got for us, Jacob? So in the best picture, we've got Honey Boy, Jojo Rabbit, Joker... Marriage Story and Parasite. And who is the winner for this one? Alright, so Honey Boy got a couple votes. Parasite got a couple votes. But the ultimate winner was actually the Joker. The Joker won. Uh, it got the most votes by a couple um, over Honey Boy and Parasite. Which, actually, surprisingly, those are the only three that got a vote. I'm not really surprised Jojo Rabbit didn't get a vote. It snuck in here somehow, I think, because of everybody else's votes. But uh, Joker won for Best Picture. It doesn't really surprise me. Um, it's universally loved by a lot of individuals, especially in the circle of individuals that we um, talk to. And it is one of the best films of the year. I think it landed number five or six or four or three. I don't remember off the top of my head. You can check out my top ten movies uh, on the MusicCityDriveIn.com uh, to, to find where I actually landed. But whatever. Um, we already talked about this film in depth. Um, it's it's a great film. It is, and it's going to be one that it will be remembered for years to come. I think the rewatchability on this film is magnificent. The one thing I didn't get to talk about is Hildor's score, which is the best score so of the good. entire year. Yes. Um, I think it was amazing. To be honest with you, I won't lie to you. Hildor's score is amazing, but the score in 1917 was just as good. I'm not gonna. I like picking on Jacob. Jacob and I like going back and forth. But that 1917 one, um, he sent me the uh, was it the Million Man March? I think it was a thousand six sixteen thousand. Six, 1600 man. 1600 man march. There we go. I millionth man. It's all yeah. the same. But he sent that to me the other day, and just <laughs> listening to it, it, it kind of put me back in the film, and it was really awesome. But um, Joker, it's it's one of my favorite films of the year. I'm I'm excited that it won. It's different. I when I we created these awards, I didn't think the Joker would win, but it did, and I'm excited that it did. Christian, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you on the Twitter, your podcast? What do you got for us? Right, so you can find us over at Film Optics, and Optics is spelled O-P-T-I-X over on Twitter, Instagram. We are on Facebook a little bit there, but mainly uh, Twitter and Instagram. And, you know, you can find our podcast on every major platform. We're also on YouTube. And if you want to, you can follow my personal Twitter. I'm a little bit more active over there. It's just kind of hard to balance between two um, <laughs> Twitter accounts from time to time. But you can follow me um, on my personal Twitter, Eulenberger7. That's E-U-L-I-N-B-E-R-G-E-R, -E -E and then the number seven. Yeah, every letter in the alphabet, you could find them there. <laughs> yeah. um, and, of course, you can always find me at MCDI underscore Jacob. Uh, you can find me on the Music City Drive-In website. 
Uh, I will be posting my top 10 films of the year, January 1st at 10 a.m. Try to start the year with uh, the top 10 films of the previous year. So be on the lookout for that. And do you got anything else? Yeah, I'm excited. We I'm going to tentatively announce something that we got coming for us, the best of decade. Uh, Jacob and I are going to do something. I want to tease it right now. We'll talk a little bit more about it next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we're going to battle it out, and we're going to rely on you guys as listeners and as the Twitter nation to kind of vote on who we think wins each week. We're going to break it down into brackets, and we'll kind of dive into that more next week. You can follow me on Twitter, at Flair underscore. Follow the show at MCDPod, MCDIPod. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, go to TheMusicCityDriveIn.com. We're, po- you know, we're pushing out content left and right out there. We appreciate everybody that subscribes, everybody that listens, everybody that goes on the website and checks out any one of our reviews and communicates with us on Twitter. And as always, until next time, we'll drive talk to safe. you guys soon. <laughs>